I would say if you're ever on the fence, to definitely seek care. If there's any question that this isn't just something simple, I think that alone is justification to get checked out by a specialist. I have no problem seeing something simple if it puts a parent's mind at ease that their kid's going to be all right. This NASN School Nurse Chat podcast comes to us with support from Shriners Hospitals for Children, a global leader in pediatric specialty care, world-class research, and outstanding medical education. Many techniques and treatments that are common in hospitals today were pioneered at Shriners Hospitals for Children. Welcome to the NASN School Nurse Chat podcast. I'm Donna Mazik, Executive Director for the National Association of School Nurses. The focus of today's podcast is about summer safety and the importance of a supportive loop for injured students and families, primary care providers, and the pediatric orthopedic specialist. We all know that participating in sports or any recreational activity is important to living a healthy and physically active life. But as with any kind of physical activity, there runs the risk for injuries. According to Shriners Hospitals for Children, among public health and medical professionals, summer is known as trauma season because injuries increase dramatically among children during these months. Fractures are common in children and represent a significant proportion of pediatric emergency department visits in the United States. Children between 10 and 14 years of age have the highest risk for fractures. As a school nurse, I saw students who were injured in an activity over the weekend, and they waited to see me at school on Monday morning before seeking emergency or urgent care. This is a topic that's relevant, and we can learn more. Joining us for the podcast are Dr. Brian Tompkins, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon in pediatric orthopedics at Shriners Hospitals for Children, Spokane, Washington. Brian specializes in spinal deformity, general pediatric orthopedics, adolescent hip preservation, and pediatric sports medicine. And we also have Kay Brook, a school nurse and NASN Director for the Virginia Association of School Nurses. Kay continues to serve as the Virginia Association of School Nurses Liaison to the Virginia Emergency Medical System, EMS, for Children Committee, a subcommittee of the Virginia Governor's EMS Advisory Board, representing school nurses in injury prevention. Welcome, Brian and Kay. Thank you. Because children's bones are uniquely subject to growth plate fractures, it's important that broken bones in children are treated quickly and properly. According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, approximately 15 to 30 percent of all children's childhood fractures are growth plate fractures. Shriners Hospitals for Children and the National Association of School Nurses are working together to ensure students have the injury prevention and safety information they need to be safe and healthy. Brian, I'd like to ask you, what are some of the most common summertime activities that can result in orthopedic injuries? 
as we see the weather change, we tend to get a big spike in the number of kids coming through our clinic. And, and most are just simply related to kids being outdoors more as we transition from the cold winter months to the warm summer months. As kids get out of school, they spend more time in the playground, on their bikes, in the swimming pool, at the lake, at camp, doing summer sports activities. And the combination of just being outdoors and being kids, we see more exposure to possible injuries. And so we see a lot more uh, bumps, bruises, sprains, broken bones, uh, and those kind of injuries as they're outside more. And what are the symptoms of all those uh, different injuries you mentioned that may indicate a child has a fracture or a break? You might see swelling in the involved limb that indicates some type of uh, underlying problem there. Um, You might have a laceration or bruising. I think the most common one, particularly in the little kids, is just their inability to bear weight or refusal to bear weight on that leg or simply a limp uh, that might come across. Kids are pretty resilient, and so they often try to to hide their injuries because their motivation is to keep playing. So if you see a kid that's withdrawing from from something they really enjoy, that tends to uh, be somewhat of a red flag for us as orthopedic surgeons that there's something more seriously going on there. Okay, because school nurses are advocating for students' health and safety, and school nurses are the experts in pediatric health in schools, describe for us how school nurses have an impact on the health and safety of all students. Well, on a regular basis, school nurses are uniquely positioned to promote the safety and injury prevention aspects in the school and in their own communities. We promote the safe play in the schools by working um, with our administration, making sure that we're using age-appropriate equipment, the impact-absorbing ground cover, also making sure that they actually have playground safety rules and um, that the teachers and other staff members are providing proper supervision. But we also um, share a lot of the prevention information and resources with our parents and the whole community. We do that through the school newsletters, the PTA. We also use our school website, as well as everyday conversations, just talking with students about oh, well, let's make better choices next time, make sure we follow the rules so we don't get hurt, and working with parents and staff to kind of promote the idea of when you give a student a new toy, that it's not only age-appropriate, but if it's something like a skateboard or, you know, other things that have safety equipment that should go with them, that that is part of, of the gift as well. So we do try and promote as much injury prevention information as we can, but also by linking um, on our website information like they have on the Shriners Hospital website. It's just one of the ways that we can help keep our students safe and keep them in school and ready to learn. Kay, how should school nurses assess a student who suffers a sports injury or a fracture at school? Well, one of the initial things that we see when a student comes in is we look to see if they're guarding or they're self-splinting. If they've injured their arm and they're holding it close to their body and supporting it with their other arm, that gives us some indications that it may be more than, than just a bruise or a minor injury. So we look for that guarding. Then we move on to actually assessing for any deformity, contusions, any swelling. And we check for tenderness and also point tenderness. If they can point exactly where it's hurting, and it's not just a generalized sensation, then sometimes that increases our suspicion. We also check for the pulse movement and sensation to make sure none of that's compromised. We look for any potential complications. If we 
see a possibility that a fracture might be towards a joint or near the bone end, that's going to kind of raise more red flags that it could involve the growth plate. So we usually are in a position to be able to stabilize and splint possible fractures and orthopedic injuries. Uh, we'll notify the parent and give them the information about the injury as well as letting them know the importance of getting the appropriate care, and we refer them on to urgent care. Sometimes they will actually call their primary care provider, and they can advise them if they can see them in their office, if x-rays might be indicated, mm-hmm. or if they should go on to a different urgent care facility. When it's more severe and possibly an open fracture or involving a joint, there are times that we'll actually stabilize the injury and then call for EMS to provide additional care and transport. Support for this podcast comes to us from Shriners Hospitals for Children, a global leader in pediatric specialty care, world-class research, and outstanding medical education. Shriners Hospitals for Children and the National Association of School Nurses are working together to improve the health and safety of all children. Learn more about Shriners Hospitals, educational awareness programs, and order free materials to share with your students at ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org slash NASN. Brian, I'd like to come back to you and, and ask, how do you know if a family member should seek specialized treatment for their child's injury? The vast majority of injuries we see in school-age children are pretty simple and get better on their own and can be treated either by the school nurse or the primary physicians. However, the more complex injuries that involve uh, breaks around the growth plates or uh, more high-energy type fractures and sprains or ligament tears like an ACL, those are the ones that often need more specialized care, uh, as many of them often need operative care um, than need more than just simple splinting or casting. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, if it's an obvious deformity or there's an open laceration, those need to be treated right away. And those need to be referred on to either an urgent care or an emergency room, which will either stabilize the fracture or the injury and seek a specialist's opinion on what needs to be done next. I think the subtleties come out when you have a kid that's limping a little bit. Is this a bruise or is there something more serious, a more serious problem underlying it? And, and I think those, it's not as much of an urgency. They can be rested and immobilized and splinted. And if they don't improve over the next few days, those need to seek treatment. And often that starts with your primary care physician who evaluates them, gets x-rays, and then refers them on to uh, a specialist like myself, which uh, really focus on uh, injuries that may involve uh, consequences of growth uh, as the kids finish up uh, through middle school and high school. As we know, Kid injuries are very different than adult injuries. They often involve the growth areas of the bones or issues that uh, can result in problems with growth if not dressed at that time of injury or shortly thereafter. And so treatment that might be the same in an adult is not necessarily what we would do in a growing 10-year-old, let's say. Uh, and that's where docs like at the Shriners Hospital come in. We're the experts at treating these kind of conditions and understand the consequences of how they relate through the entire childhood growth. Okay, I'd like to find out from you, how can school nurses help with healing and comfort 
in that time period that that student who's had the sports injury or the fracture is waiting to get to wherever they'll go for their help? We work by helping keep them calm, talking to them about, you know, what we're doing, explain, you know, right now we're holding it still and, you know, we don't want it to move around because that can make it hurt more. But also that helps minimize the damage that can be caused. If they continue to move it and it is fractured, then that can cause more tissue damage and make it harder on them. We also help by talking to the parent and explaining to them, you know, if it's what appears to be a simple or, or less severe fracture, then we can talk to the parent about, you know, call the primary care provider and see if they want to see them, or, you know, they may tell you to go on to urgent care or the emergency room. But our main focus at that point is keeping the student calm and letting the teachers, you know, move the other students away so that we can just focus on taking care of that student and meeting their needs during that time. And then there's also, you know, when we have the transition after they've gone through the sports injury, you know, or fracture, and then they come back to school, that transition time, we work with the parents as well as the physician and teachers to make sure that we're meeting their needs when they come back to school. So that if they need to elevate their fracture arm or leg um, or have extra support on their desk if they fractured their arm, that we have those things in place so that they can still be able to be present and learning, um, but we can still meet their needs in recovery. Brian, I have a final question for you. And, and we understand from what you've explained, what Kay has, has explained, that there are not all the injuries that specialized pediatric orthopedic care, but those that do really need that care. Are there any tips that you can give to school nurses to share with family members when they're on the fence of, do we go deeper into care or do we stay at home and try to tough it out? I would say if you're ever on the fence to definitely seek care. If there's any question that this isn't just something simple, I think that alone is justification to get checked out by a specialist. I have no problem seeing something simple if it puts a parent's mind at ease that their kid's going to be all right and doesn't need any more. I'd rather err on the side of caution. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Brian Tompkins and school nurse Kay Brook for being our guests for this NASN School Nurse Chat Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. To ensure students have the prevention and safety information they need to reduce the risk of childhood injuries, please visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org slash NASN to order free materials to share with your students. Support for this podcast comes to us from Shriners Hospitals for Children, a global leader in pediatric specialty care, world-class research, and outstanding medical education. To ensure students have the prevention and safety information they need to reduce the risk of childhood injuries, visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org slash NASN to order free materials to share with your students.